Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. This is the Falcoholic Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm Dave Walker, you can call me DW, and I'm joined by my co-host Evan Birchfield. And we're here to break some news, and that is that the first NFL player to test positive for COVID during the season is an Atlanta Falcon. It is rookie cornerback AJ Terrell. He is going to miss the first uh, this next game coming up uh, Sunday against the Bears, the 1 p.m. kickoff in Atlanta. Um, Evan, tell us what you know about uh, the the tweets that alerted us to this, and uh, you know when he was tested uh, in the practice and all of that. Yeah, so I want to read two tweets by Tom Pelissaro, who covers the NFL um, and has sources everywhere pretty much. So he says that Falcons corner A.J. Terrell was positive for a COVID-19 test, and it came back overnight, so that would be last night. Um, So he wasn't at the walkthrough today, which is Saturday, depending on when you're listening. Um, No one else was positive, and all the other individuals tested again Saturday morning as usual. So those tests will come back early Sunday morning. So tomorrow we should get more if, if you know, because when you're talking about COVID, obviously uh, when somebody tests positive, you're worried about who have they been exposed to. Um, so, but, it, you know, Tom Pelsar does mention in a follow-up tweet that all NFL players and other tier two, uh, one and two individuals, they wear tracking devices. They look like little watches basically on the wrist. You might see them in pictures and stuff um, at the facility and stuff like that. So they'll know who he's been around, who he's been close to, um, stuff like that. So, Yeah, I think the protocol is they're looking for anyone that uh, was within six feet of him for 15 minutes or more which I believe is somewhat within the CDC guidelines about what they think is, uh, you know, the amount of time uh, and distance for someone to be likely to be exposed, uh, you know, to someone that's contagious and to get the virus themselves. So, you know, the NFL has been very diligent about the testing. They've been diligent about the contact tracing. Uh, we're about to see how well that holds up. I do want to say this from what we know the NFL has been testing frequently, at least multiple times a week, uh, as Evan noted. I believe they're doing it daily, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, with the exception of Sundays, they don't test on Sundays. They rely on the Saturday tests to make that determination, as Evan, uh, you just said. Um, but I, I do want to point out that uh, just because he has tested positive is not an indication that he is contagious. Uh, the fact that they are testing so frequently could mean, and please take this with a grain of salt, uh, we will certainly know more tomorrow, but the fact that they test so frequently and they caught it now could have uh, you know, prevented him from hitting the point where he's contagious and being around the rest of the team. So this is really going to be our first dry run through a scenario like this. The NFL um, at large. 
too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this, you know, they, they've had some players test positive, you know, in the preseason and coming into the regular season. Uh, and I will say so far, the season has gone very, very well for the NFL. Uh, you know, they, I, I believe what they have done, the protocols they've set up have prepared them as much as possible for this scenario. Uh, it's just that when it hits, it's alarming. I think everyone gets a, a little shaky about you know whether or not the season is going to survive, and I want to say it's one right now. It's one player. It of course it has to be a Atlanta Falcon. That's just the way yeah. the season is going. Um, but Evan, w- with him missing, we already know that Kendall Sheffield has been ruled out for this game. So that's two of the Falcons' uh, young corners. What does the cornerback depth look like now for the Falcons going into the game? Yeah, so now that we're having to look at the football side of how this whole thing's going down, um, you're going to have Darquez Denard back there, Isaiah Oliver, Bleedy Ray Wilson, but they also promoted two newcomers who were undrafted free agents, um, Derek Abrams, who was um, a corner from Colorado who signed with the team following the draft, and Tyler Hall, who was with the team during the offseason and then um, eventually was you know, let go and then brought back, let go and then brought back recently. Um, but both of them are undrafted free agents. So obviously they have no real NFL experience. Um, but, you know, looking at the depth, they probably will get some game action, uh, maybe just on a limited basis, but I can't imagine they're not going to see the field. Yeah. I mean, the Falcons end up in scenarios where they're looking at four wide receivers, uh, maybe even five wide receivers. You know, th- There's a very good chance that one or both of those guys will see some snaps on Sunday. So, you know, the Falcons were already banged up missing uh, Ricardo Allen, Kendall Sheffield uh, in this game in the secondary. And now, uh, you know, obviously this is, you know, just another name to the list. And yeah, having two undrafted guys being pulled up sort of at the last minute to fill in for that spot is uh, obviously very concerning. Uh, and, and right now, you know, I, I just want to emphasize the number one priority, uh, bar none, is AJ Terrell's health. We hope that uh, he ends up having one of the mild cases where, you know, hopefully asymptomatic, he, he bounces back quickly. Um, right now, we have no idea what this is going to mean for the next, you know, several games. Uh, it's in the doctor's hands with the NFL. They will make the determination of when he can return to the team, uh, when he is not contagious anymore. And I suppose it will be some combination of uh, symptom tracking, uh, continuous testing, and isolation for him to make sure that he is uh, 100% cleared uh, to return to the field. So right now, he will miss the game against the Bears. That is all we know. Uh, we were we're also waiting on the test results, uh, which will come in probably tomorrow or overnight, as, as uh, you mentioned, Evan. Uh, and that will tell us if any other players are going to miss. I want to point out one last thing. I think the nature of his position at playing corner, it's less of an in-your-face position than offensive line, defensive line, guys who are you know sort of uh, in the trenches, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I'm being cautiously optimistic that he even within the scope of a practice may not have been continually uh in someone's face and you know we we don't know for certain but it it seems like at least with the nature of his position the potential for contagion may be somewhat reduced as compared to like uh you know a Grady Jarrett Mm -hmm. uh, or an Alex Mack so cross your fingers I hope he gets well soon 
Uh, and hopefully, you know, this will just be a bump in the road. It's a painful bump in the road with all the other injuries right now. Uh, but it, it's, this is, this is the new reality we have to live with until, uh, this virus can be tamped back or a vaccine gets out or, you know, some therapeutics are out there that can help, uh, treat this virus very quickly. Um, Evan, any last thoughts on sort of this new dry run of, of the actual COVID policies in the NFL going into play? Um, not a whole lot. You know, I want to also mention, you know, we, I, I know you did, but we really do want to just think about AJ Terrell's health during this time. You know, there are things bigger than football, surprisingly, yeah. but as we're here to just talk about football, um, it's going to be another test. I mean, Allen Robinson, uh, Miller, they have some tough, you know, wide receivers, and it's the Falcons have already been struggling this season. Um, yep. They're giving up the most, I believe, passing touchdowns. Um, I think each quarterback even had uh, – I know Dak did well against the Falcons. Russell Wilson, I believe, threw four touchdowns. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be another tough test. I know Mitchell Trubisky – isn't, you know, at the same level, I guess you could say, as Dak and Russell Wilson, obviously. But, you know, we have a lot of inexperience um, in the backfield. We're going to be missing Ricardo Allen, who is out, uh, Kendall Sheffield out. Um, it's it's going to be tough, man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Falcons are 0-2 going into this game. And, uh, you know, with the defense this banged up and we're only talking about the secondary, not even talking about the fact that, you know, guys like Foyer, Lucan, um, you know, Tat McKinley, uh, Dante Fowler are all banged up and questionable for the game on Sunday yeah. as well. Uh, the bears may legitimately be facing a second string defense for a, a, a defense that was already bomb of the league. So that does not fare well for the Falcons. Uh, you just have to laugh guys. I mean, it's, it's painful, um, but let's lean into the pain at this point. I mean, you have to laugh at the absurdity of the Falcons' luck right now. Um, all right, guys, this that wraps it up for this podcast. If we find out more, uh, obviously check thefalcoholic.com for updates. And Evan and I will be back tomorrow with the post-game podcast to follow up the Falcons versus Bears game in Atlanta at 1 p.m. kickoff. For Evan Birchfield, this is Dave Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk to you next time.